Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. This is a very exciting time as the uh, Premier League continues to go through its dark and lonely days of summer. Oh, the dreaded summer. Hey, it's fair that we should let them rest a little. A little bit. We, we're resting year. too. Some of them rest. I'm exactly. mentally resting and preparing for next year sure. already. Already thinking about who's going to be on I mean, my... it's, it's tough, champ. you got to think about repeating. It's hard. It's, there's a lot of pressure. <laughs> like, Pep and I have something really important in common. No, we're, we decided as we get ready for the World Cup, everyone's focused on the World Cup, we're going to bring back a podcast episode from this past year that was very important to us. Sure. Uh, and it's very important to the league, if anyone's listening. I hope they do. I hope they will. I hope We're going to give them another chance to, if nothing else. We tried it once. That's right. Here we go again. We're going to rebroadcast a portion of a podcast from November 2017 uh, about what a Premier League injury protocol could look like. That's right. Uh, there's just two things I want everyone to keep in mind uh, before we start the, the, the show. Sure. And that is, number one, uh, listening back to this episode, I realized we hadn't replaced a couple of our mics yet. Yeah. It's going to be odd. a little bit different sound. There's a little bit of a different sound. Uh, and so that just, just I'm going to feel better if you know... That I know, that you know, that that's a thing. I love it. You say that like three times a year, sort of, and it's always. I love it when you say that. I appreciate that. Yep. It just it just helps. Number two, I need everyone to understand that we recorded this directly after a Premier League game week, and I don't even act, I don't remember this, Brian, but apparently it was a Premier League game week where Deli Ali was a surprise absence due to injury. The, the best we could find in short notice is that they had just played uh, Real Madrid. Oh, okay. that's right. That's right. We referenced and that a match in which Delhi played most or all of, mm-hmm. with no fresh injury concerns that were made. Anyone was made aware of following that match and going into the week, and then the, when the lineups came out, uh, Delhi and uh, Hugo Lloris were both absent from the Spurs lineup. Surprise! Yeah. Which was a perfect example for us to use, and as you're going to hear, we're going to use it about 17 times (laughs) in the episode you're about to hear. So as long as you understand those two things in advance, I'm ready to turn it over to what we did back in November and let people listen. This injury protocol pod, it's an important one. I hope you enjoy it. On to the injuries. If we see Andy Carroll's groin massager run into the field, it's probably due to Andy groin, Andy Carroll's groin. Andy groin. You might just want to call him that. Welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Bruzy McInjureface. <laughs> nice. I love it. I love it. Well, this is the first time we've ever done something like this. This is technically take two of our pod. Yeah. But you know what? What? We have to be really careful, even doubly careful, now that we're doing this for a second time. Do you know why, Dave? Um, no, I'm lost. Well, not the first time that's happened. Something happens. Injuries happen. Oh, yes. You thought something else, but no. Injuries happen. Yeah, sure. Injuries can strike at any moment. Given the fact that we are coming off an international break, which means no Premier League matches, which means no Fantasy Premier League, you got the weekend off from that. Hopefully you enjoyed some World Cup qualifiers. 
But with the weekend off and no matches to discuss, we decided to come in with a special pod, probably going to be shorter than the normal ones. Sure, I hope so. It would have to be. If it's not, we are not going to be good. If it's longer than our normal pod, I will personally deliver $5 to every listener of this podcast. You heard it here first. Hand delivered. But we're specifically going to discuss something that we regularly mention on the pod but we never have time to go into great detail about and that is injuries in the premier league injuries and and how we find out about injuries correct that's exactly right what causes injuries the fact that there's something missing in the premier league and that is an established standardized injury protocol and there's something that that has made us discuss this on a fairly regular basis. It seems like this year more often than most years. And uh, Dave, I think you've done a little bit of work, and Brian, you too. Oh, Just man, bringing yeah. back to our memories exactly all of the surprises that we have come across playing fantasy Premier League with just surprise injuries that have taken place across the league this season already. Well, we could start with something that's that's fresh in our minds, like last week. When, when Scott, you were the beneficiary of a surprise yeah, injury, true. as Brian said. <laughs> I love surprises. Last week with Deli Ali all of yep. a sudden not playing, and he was your captain. And, again, as we referenced last week, so your vice captain. For As far as I can remember, it's not often that, like, your captain doesn't start. True. Or and play. or play. Yeah, yeah. And so this is one of the first times in, in memory that a vice captain being called into play into action mm-hmm. anyways it was Salah and it worked out really really well for you it's true um but i appreciate you bringing that up again sure good uh, memory and, and uh, if anyone listened to the pod last week we we referenced Jorginium. i didn't even say his name nope, right that's okay Jorginio, Giorginio, something like that yeah gomez Way to Corey go. holy he's gomez Vinald- every syllable along the way there dave vinaldum yeah right remember he uh, Klopp looked down the oh, bench yeah, and right. asked him to go you know hey look does he have his boots down there like i think i want to start him today uh, so, look, that was a massive surprise last week, too. Of course, that he's a lesser player, but when you're thinking of, of major, major players, of course, Phil Jones has been rumored to not start this year. He, this it, year, that's this, exactly this, right. This, this entire year. <laughs> much of the year. So much so uh, that, that our podcast is uh, championing the – the change that the, the Premier League has, because they don't have an injury protocol, of right. course that's something that we've been championing mm-hmm. uh, all season, is to create an injury protocol, which you'll probably de- or we're yeah, going we'll to discuss later discuss. today. Yep. But I say it needs to be called the Phil Jones Injury Protocol List yes. because of how Phil Jones has been treated this year and how United exactly. has been, been relaying his injuries. And it's apropos especially for this week because we can talk about him all over again for this exact <laughs> okay. reason this week. As a Phil Jones owner, I cannot wait for that part. Yeah. We're going to go through and, and discuss what an injury protocol in the Premier League could look like, and then we'll imagine what if as we end our pod, as we always do, even when there are matches with an injury roundup of some things that we have learned injury-wise over this international break. Let's start here, guys. In the Premier League, as we have discussed already in this uh, recording, there is no injury protocol in the Premier League. None. There is no standardized set of rules that say this is what you have to do to report on injuries, which makes it nearly impossible 
to know what to do in Fantasy Premier League. No one should should captain someone who doesn't play because of injury, right? I mean, we, we all agree. Anyone who's paying attention right. enough to seriously say, I play FPL, is not going to captain someone who you know is going to be injured. The only reason why I was able to captain Deli Ali and then have my vice captain play... In, in truth, the only reason why a vice captain probably exists at all, if we think about it, yeah. is because there is no injury protocol. Right now, let's, let's talk about this real briefly. How do we find out right now about injuries in the Premier League? Let's start there. Well, as of right now, there is, I mean, of course managers have, they do have a responsibility to answer questions of the press and say that, you know, you do find out directly from the manager's mouth Exactly where, and, and you know, I think I would say generally, as, as long as you watch or at least keep up a little bit with matches, you know who's coming off at certain times. You can tell when injuries happen. So you know that the manager is going to be responsible and the club is going to be responsible for at least letting you know what's going on with that guy who either we haven't seen for a while, who we know is injured, or who we saw with our own eyes come off the pitch early or obviously in discomfort that's the key right it's got to be something where we know about it to specifically ask about it so if unless a player is is noticeably hobbling on the pitch or comes off early during a match right something like that that's when we know because the media is going to ask specifically about that or maybe if practice is visible to the media which it usually is training mm-hmm. sessions are visible then then they can say well where was this so guy? our second best source is secretive cameramen it's true. <laughs> well, well it's right true. now the only other place we get it from is when the starting 11 is announced and or from the managers and we know as two of the managers sort of confessed last week yeah it, it's sort of some gamesmanship going on with with what they're releasing when that's exactly right and i want to be clear because we have not been clear enough about this in all of our discussion over the months and years about a lack of injury protocol i really don't blame the managers for what they do. It's because not the it's, manager's faults that there's no injury protocol. You're absolutely right. The, honestly, if I was a manager, I would do the same thing. Okay, so if it's not required of me. In the National Football League, American football, there's a team, the New England Patriots. Most people have heard of them because they've won lots of Super Bowls in the last couple of decades. Their head coach during that whole spe- uh, span of time is a guy named Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Well, there you go. Bill Belichick is a man who is known for finding gaps in rules, finding loopholes, finding wiggle room, sometimes maybe even going too far, Right. but exploiting every bit of advantage he can possibly find. This is the nicest thing that anyone has ever said about Bill Belichick. I'm trying to be journalistically neutral. You are being very diplomatic here. I'm trying my best. He will do whatever he can to win. Now, in the Premier League, that man would be a monster. It is truthfully speaking to the ethical nature of football, and now I'm using the European term here, football managers, that we have any truth given to us at all. In fact, Brian, last week you said for the first time, every manager manager should just always say everybody has something all all the the time. time. Yes. And, and truthfully, Bill Belichick would do that. We'll see pre, pre-match. Exactly. <laughs> it is not the manager's fault. They are simply taking a lack of standardization in a very important area 
and they are exploiting it for their own good. I don't blame them at all. The bad guys in this whole debate about lack of injury protocol are those who make the decisions for the Premier League from the top down. They need an injury protocol. Now, they need it for the for the integrity of the league. More on that in a second. Right. But they also need it because there are now five-plus million FPL players. That is a decent number around the world playing FPL. And that's just FPL. That doesn't count any of the other leagues that are out there, yeah. of which we know a lot about because they reach out to us all the time. Right, right, Because we're right. a fantasy soccer podcast. There are lots of people, millions and millions around the world, playing this fantasy sport. And you know what? You've got to have an injury protocol to maintain the integrity of fantasy soccer, too. The only thing that, I mean, as long as it's going to stay the way it, it has been or the way that most, most leagues are going to be set up where you're, the bench is thin, you only have a certain number of players, unless you're going to be able to have a bench that accommodates one person per position, which you would never do that, you know, you're, it's going to be pretty consistent with what you're already able to sub on. So, I mean, yes, as long as there's, as long as the benches remain at a four person, yeah, a, a four spots extra. Yeah, you're exactly right. It damages the Premier League that you cannot take very seriously fantasy Premier League without an injury protocol. Can we just all agree that those colors next to people's names, unless they are red for a known reason, those colors are pretty much a joke. Anyone who's played Premier League, Fantasy Premier League for any length of time knows I can't trust those colors and the percentages next to their names. When I see a color at this point, it means nothing to me until I do some kind of Google search for the player to see what the club and the manager and the players themselves are saying. And oftentimes, listen, there's some sites that are pretty good and or some clubs that are pretty good at, at being uh, transparent with the injuries that's going on. But most of the time, there's nothing mentioned. And or, and or there's no update. So if you know something midweek, there's no update uh, coming into the match. And so it's sort of like, uh, what do I do? What do I do? And, and that's exactly just, for, right. at least for fantasy. Listen, if you don't play fantasy soccer, football, then, then why would you care? Sure. It wouldn't be that big of a deal. But it's something that's growing, and it's and it's especially here in the states, it's making uh, it's making it more popular. And what when the reason why we can make that statement is because we've seen it happen in front of our very eyes as American sports fans. That's right. With the National Football League. That's true. Fantasy football has helped drive the seventy-five billion dollar National Football League. That's crazy. That's, that's bigger than more country's GDPs probably. And yet that is Forbes' latest valuation of the league. That $75 billion in part, in part, is built on the success and the popularity of fantasy football in the United States. We've seen that happen. We are part of the millions of people who play fantasy NFL football. That's true. We know what it does for a sport to be able to participate in that way. And we want to do that for Fantasy Premier League, too. And I think it can happen. With a injury protocol put into place, and, I agree. And I'm convinced uh, this podcast uh, already 
takes full responsibility for the Premier League changing its transfer <laughs> That's window. That's exactly right. Uh, because we have been screaming that drum for at least a year, and it changed this Close past it year. before the matches start. I am convinced that by the time the 2018-19 season starts, there will be an injury protocol Ooh. In existence Ooh. for the Premier League. You think they're listening? I am positive. Ooh, I, like I positive someone is already working on it currently. Excellent. I so, think you're living in a dream world. <laughs> I, I hope he's right. <laughs> so let's do this. Let's jump in. What we're going to do is we're going to go through. I found, with just a little bit of effort, I found the nine-page PDF that outlines straight from NFL operations the NFL injury report policy. Okay, good. I'm going to go through it. There are four parts to it. For If anyone is still listening at this point and doesn't know what an injury protocol is, Scott, what do you even mean by that? Well, we're, it'll be made a little bit more clear as we go through it for the NFL, but essentially these are the rules that dictate how and when clubs have to report okay. to the public player injuries okay. that could affect game performances. Gotcha. And so without that, again, you know, the Premier League is suffering, we think. And we're going to use the NFL because that is a direct equivalency in terms of fantasy popularity. Uh, we'll go through the NFL. I'm going to go through the NFL injury report policy. There's four parts to it. You guys feel free to interject your opinions as we go. And uh, and we'll talk about this and, and decide how the Premier League could put this same injury protocol into place. Before we even start, my premise to you, four, or to you two gentlemen is that these four parts of this injury protocol for the NFL could directly be implemented by the Premier League. And then I'm going to give you a teaser and say that I think there should be a rule change in Fantasy Premier League, too, when we get to the end okay. of this. Okay. Oh I'm going to propose that to you as well. Wow. All right. Are we ready for this? Yeah, already. All right. On to the is policy. There, is there going to be some kind of music over this? On no, because policy. this is going to take no. too long. Just maybe the clack of a typewriter, maybe, <laughs> but in, <laughs> in the background. I like that, but only for like 10 seconds. Okay. All right. All right, so this is the opening sentence. You're going to love this. This is the opening sentence to the nine-page injury report policy for the NFL. You ready? Okay. The personnel slash injury report policy has been a cornerstone of public confidence in the NFL for many decades. The credibility of the NFL, teams, owners, and team personnel requires full compliance with and uniform enforcement of the policy. Credibility. The credibility of the league is in is dependent on full cooperation with this policy. What's interesting is is they made this without fantasy foots football slash soccer in mind yeah there's no right? reference of fantasy no i know but yeah it was they made this and they, they made this uh when did they implement this you probably just said, said uh it was several it was several years ago i don't okay. know exactly right. but bottom line is it's been around long enough for them to have put it into place and for them in the past in the past couple seasons to streamline it yes. even further which we're going to get to right there later on the first page still in the introduction that says this the information in the policy part of the injury reporting must be credible accurate timely and specific within the guidelines of the policy which is of paramount importance in maintaining the integrity of the game mm. if those statements are true about following through on the nfl's injury protocol what does it say about the premier league that it doesn't even have an injury protocol in the first place they are not worried about their integrity brian or credibility fully agree <laughs> now again i told you there are four 
That's parts. just a theory, though. They probably are worried. Well, they probably are, but they need to be worried in this specific way. There's four parts. The first part to the injury protocol for the NFL is the practice report. The practice report is expected to provide clubs and the public an accurate description of a player's injury status and level of participation in practice. There are four ways that clubs have to report a player's in, uh, practice status. Number one, he either had full participation, limited participation, did not participate, or not injury-related if they don't participate, like if their wife is having a baby and they've got to leave practice. Okay. Or something. Right. Right, sure. This is simply to state how they were able to practice during the week in a way that might affect their ability to perform in the next game. Teams have to release three practice reports during the week. Now, if the Premier League put something into place like this, and we know most matches are Saturday and Sunday, occasionally Friday and Monday, but let's say sat Saturday's the big day, right? Most matches are on Saturdays. Right. So if, uh, if, if the Premier League were to put a practice report into place and you play a Saturday match, you would have to declare or release a practice report on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday by 4 p.m. That seems reasonable. Absolutely, it's reasonable. NFL teams have been doing it for years. Sure. So Tuesday by 4, Wednesday by 4, Thursday by 4, you simply have to state whether or not there so, were injuries that limited or held people back from being able to practice, giving us the ability to know what players participation levels are like in case that might affect their ability to play in the next match sure not a big deal you release that report to the public and you're good to go if if it's something where it's a it's a body part that has a left and a right you've got to be specific in the nfl about whether it's the left arm or right leg or so on um all of that is all of that's laid out here in the practice report none of that is too hard right now what do we get we get manager interviews and whatever media know to ask about. Which, by the way, if I was following a club, I would just have the roster in front of me for every press conference, and I would say, how is Deli Ali? How is Christian Erickson? How is Harry Kane? And why not? Right? Because right go now that's the go only man way. by man. That's, what? Just go man by man. Man by man. And or make your physios available to be interviewed by well, clubs. Yes, but even that doesn't require them to be honest. This well, requires you to be fine, honest. A fine, a fine would be would. Well, that's an injury protocol, right? I mean, that's that's what the NFL has okay. in place. Okay. Teams get punished if they are found okay. not to follow the injury protocol. Gotcha. But this is just the practice report. This just states how they're able to practice. Part two is the game status report. This is released two days before a game. So for a Saturday soccer match, right? On Thursday. We would get a separate list by 4 p.m., the game status report, not to be confused with the practice report, the game status report. This is the first time now that we have a declaration from a team that says this is how available they are to play. Hmm. Not just how the, our, their practice has been affected, but now how will their game status be affected? There are three options for this report. They are either out, doubtful, or questionable. questionable. Yeah, okay. That is it. Right. So anyone who is either not going to play, he'll be out, unlikely to play, he'd be marked as doubtful, or uncertain if he will play, he would be questionable, any of those three would show up on the game status report with the specific injury listed next to I thought to the they name. got rid of the questionable tag. They got rid of the probable. Oh, they got rid of probable. Yes, because they found so that more only than in the event of an injury... 
Say if it's an injured player, sorry, this is this is he, this basically is you have to be worse than fifty fifty to show up on the game status report. Okay, no, that's if you're okay, less right, than fifty percent. Right. Okay. That used to be probable, right? But they found that something like ninety five percent of those players ended up playing, so now they don't re- require right. That to well, be and, and th- that falls into the Brian's category of everyone has something. At some That's exactly point, right. All the time. That's Therefore, exactly right. everyone's always probable. Correct. That's exactly <laughs> right. So, if you're going to be out, doubtful, or questionable, you're going to show up in the game status report. That comes out two days before the match. Also realistic, I would say. And that would start, for those of us who start to really get serious about setting our lineups, for me, I know I do it the day before. I'm setting my lineup on Friday or yeah. on Thursday if there's a Friday match. You already know, I mean, you already know going into most, most weeks what the consistency of the starting lineup is you know the players who have the a high degree of availability or likelihood of pl- of playing in a match so i mean really it's just going to be i mean the, the, to me you're already paying attention to a lot of these things this is exactly what the the press conferences are for this is exactly what people are going to want to know they're not interested yep. in in the in the 18th guy right they're, you're interested in you're interested in in 15 but the difference 14, now 13. is that when Deli ali picks up a knock in practice if he if that shows up on a practice report during the week on wednesday yeah and then he shows up as doubtful on the game status report on thursday my reporter can now ask about Deli ali and yep. figure out what that's about yeah and i'll know i'm not going to captain him if i'm even going to put him in my lineup right what a novel idea this is i mean it works like a charm in the NFL, it would work exactly like this in the Premier League, as far as I See, can tell. Th- there's another thing too. I I feel like that there's people closer to the situations that probably know what's going on, because unlike here, well, in in the so uh, I need to get to know the locker room attendant for across. Every well, uh, let's be honest. Across the pond, you can bet on the matches in the stadiums. Speaking of that. Well, so here's betting. my point. Here's, Absolutely. How has betting point? not created an injury protocol? That That is exactly my point. And you would even think even more so, more than just peddly, mid, you know, little little small-time fancy, fancy soccer. Compared to, compared to the bets that go on in the stadiums where people have significant amounts of money right. wagered on games. Yeah. Knowing if Delhi's going to be playing, if you're, uh, you know, and oftentimes for those here in the states, uh, you know, usually we're just wagering on on the the lines, whether it's, you know, if it's a football game, it's it's you know five points, seven points, or whatever. In uh, in England, in 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 soccer places, in most play, uh, places, usually it's the score lines that are wagered. So if it's two one. Two zero and or and there's different odds on different score lines. And you don't think I'm not only so pick on I say that my point my point being though yeah is when Tottenham's playing a Crystal Palace yes exactly and then and it, w- would you bet on a two zero score line if if you know Delhi's not playing if you know De- <clears throat> if you know Delhi's not if you don't Delhi's not playing in a week where you know that Harry Kane also is. Is a little gimpy. Is just coming back off of an injury. That's right. And so, you know, am I am I more likely then to maybe bet the one zero? But also the line. 
That's and or, right. And or the zero zero line. Exactly. And, Especially and so, coming off that Real Madrid match. Yes. But look at it in the positive way. I'm going to be more likely to bet on Liverpool if I know Sadio Mane's returning. If all of a sudden he's off the game status report, he's right. not. If he's likely to play all right. of a sudden, I'm going to be like, hey, awesome, Sadio Mane's back. Yeah. Or at least available. Exactly. Are you are you right now willing to, to bet on that game uh, a two one scoreline and or a four one scoreline if you know Mane is going to be back? In that's the exactly game. right. That's exactly right. So we're, that's that's two parts. So there's the practice report during the week. There's three of those daily reports five four and and three or four three and two days prior to the start of a match depending on when the matches are and then there's the game status report two days before a match letting us know if a player's out doubtful or questionable then there is the inactive meeting 90 minutes before kickoff the inactive meeting is when clubs get together and they have to report 90 minutes before kickoff who is out you've got to say 90 minutes before the match this is who is out and that's when all of a sudden you get a mad scramble among serious fantasy football owners to say, okay, this guy's out. I'm going to make changes to my lineup. Yeah. That happens 90 minutes before every kickoff. Right now, we don't have that. We have the one hour prior to kickoff in the Premier League where the lineups are announced. And it's just by omission then that we find out when players are either in or out. Yep. Now, this is where my rule change for fantasy Premier League comes into our pod. Oh, I mean, I have a suggestion for that, too. Heck, it might be the same one. I think it is. It's something we've talked about a few okay. months before. Sure. In fantasy NFL football, yes, you are able to change players in your lineup leading up to the kickoff of each individual game. That's correct. It's, it's not just one flat cutoff exactly. before the first seven, you know, before the first match on Saturday and or Friday, if there is one. That's exactly right. If I know, and we'll just use him as the example, that Deli Ali is on the game status report on Thursday, but I'm not quite sure yet. Maybe he's listed as questionable at this point. And I don't know exactly whether or not he's going to play, and I own him. If I have another Spurs player and I could maybe swap him out or... Just bring in a sub. Have a free transfer or something else, or bring in a sub from a later match. And or just not captain him. I should... <laughs> very sure. I should be able to do that. Yeah. I should be able to make... Now, let me be clear on this. Tottenham played Crystal Palace, I believe, in the 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's 3 o'clock p.m. time slot in England on that Saturday. If I find out, you know, 60 minutes or 90 minutes, in this case, from the NFL, prior to kickoff, that Ali is now out yep. on that inactive meeting, yeah. I should be able to play anyone from the late Saturday match or the Sunday matches, or if there is a Monday match from that match, who might be in my squad, or if I even still have my free transfer that week, I can make my free transfer still. Right. I should have the flexibility, rather than have the one, like you said, Dave, flat cut off for the entire game week, it needs to be made for individual matches instead. It's a change that can be made way too easy. Like, and, I don't even know, yes. understand. I don't understand what the what the what the process is, and I feel like it's always been like this. To have just one flat cutoff, and in I, a I don't sense, understand that. Clubs get to pick one lineup for their match, and it's a, it's announced sixty minutes prior to the kickoff of the match. In fantasy Premier League, 
we don't get one kickoff. We have 10 kickoffs to deal with yeah. with our one team. I should be able to adapt to the 10 different kickoffs that take place throughout the weekend. There's one more thing. Can I give you the one more thing? Sure. Well, number four is what's known as the in-game injury report. When you watch NFL games on TV, even the ones that take place in London, yeah, when a guy goes off the field into the locker room or into that weird bubble tent thing on the sideline, oh, now, yeah, sure, yeah. we quickly find out whether there's a sideline reporter there snooping around or not. Whoever's doing the broadcast for us, the play-by-play and the color commentary, they very quickly are able to let us know exactly what is being looked at and addressed by the club on the sideline. Yeah. In the Premier League, what do we get? We get a lot of guessing. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of guessing. If we see Andy Carroll's groin massager run into the field, it's probably due to Andy groin. Andy Carroll's groin. Andy groin. Andy groin. We might just want to call him that from now on. Andy I'm annoyed. I'm so annoyed though. It's all guessing work. It's all. It's all the guessing game. Yeah. It's guesswork. No one knows what's going on, which is based on sight. It's all speculation. No one actually knows anything about what's going on, and they're not going to know until, again, after the match, if it's visible, someone in the media asks the manager about it, and then he either tells us the truth or not. But in the game, the NFL actually has an in-game injury report that is required to report injuries during the match. And listen to how specific this is. Club personnel are responsible for reporting in-game injury information factually and accurately as soon as possible for the benefit of the network television audience and other media covering our games. Mm. I love that we're first in that. Yeah. The audience. People first. To ensure... This goes even crazier. This goes even further. To ensure fans in the stadium have access to the same information, these injury updates must also be posted on the stadium video boards, scoreboards, or ribbon boards. Wow. That is a rule. Yeah, you learn really quickly... Uh, when somebody, if somebody exits to the locker room, you know pretty quickly. Uh, I mean, you can tell if they're coming back out in street clothes uh, shortly after that. You know for sure that it's something serious, or if they're in crutches or something like that. But a lot of times they just come back out. They might be in uniform and they just come back out to the bench, and that's that might be where they sit for a long time. They may be, you know may get back into the game, but you know really quickly what happened to that guy, pretty specifically, and that is common. I don't know about you, but if I'm any kind of non-NFL sports league executive and I look up at the $75 billion National Football League and I see that part of what has made them $75 billion in value is this injury protocol, so much so that they've got a nine-page PDF that describes the integrity and credibility of the game and how this injury protocol is a big part of that, Yeah, I want to do what they're doing. And that's what we need in the Premier League. We need practice reports during the week. We need a game status report two days prior it, to the game. It's, a, it's, a, it's just another way to bring the fans into what's going on. That's exactly it's right. It's another way for them to connect, whether it's fantasy football or not. But here's the other thing, too. If I, if I, got, if I want to take my, my kid to a game and I show up, and Ali and Erickson aren't playing. We'll just, again, we'll continue to reference Tottenham. Yeah. And or Harry and Ali is not playing. And I just paid tickets. That's a significant right. amount of pounds to get, take my kid to this game. Yep. Like, I'm going to be upset about that. Where technically, if I don't know that they're going to be there, I'm going to be like, hey, son, we're going to wait till next week. All right, Scott, that got us to the end of the pod. That is a full and complete 
possibility for how the Premier League could implement an injury protocol. Could and should. I stand by it. I think it would work. Is there anything you feel like you forgot? No. In there? No, I think, you know, following the, the National Football League's protocol... You know, obviously, you can adapt a little bit here and there. It has to it has to be adapted a little bit since not every match is played on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, but you know, set up time frames. You know, create exceptions for midweek matches, and then go and force clubs to follow it. Yeah. Give it teeth. Give it penalties if they don't follow it. You know, enforce those penalties uh, when the rules are broken by managers who are trying to gain an advantage, and everyone will benefit. Everyone will benefit from this it just makes too much sense not to do it good i agree i agree uh it makes way too much sense uh and like we said it's just good for everybody that's right well we are rolling through our summer we promised a great summer of episodes we don't we don't take a break during the summer there's no there's no break for us small breaks maybe small breaks here and there but uh we will be back throughout the summer we hope you'll enjoy the world cup once it gets started uh but in the meantime let's all push for this injury protocol That's it. For the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time, 